On this week's episode, we are joined by ESPN's resident chief bracketologist, mediocre golfer, confused Eagles fan, St. Joe University's ambassador, father, and all-around really good human being, really funny guy, Joe Lenardi. Rip and I three-man weave with Oregon Duck alumni, Bay Area native, sandwich eater, and a man with three championship rings, Andrew Rossi. We're going to talk about all things. We're going to talk about Steph looking like Steph, 2021 trends. It's a really good episode. I'm going to try to mix in a little bit of Bitcoin talk. Let's get it. Happy New Year's from our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and is here to help you have clean balls in the new year. Bring in the new year with the right tools for the job. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the code 1STAR. That's the number one, S-T-A-R. Let's go. Let's go. This is Joe Lenardi on One Star Recruits Podcast, a number one seed in my book. Hi, this is Jake Plummer, and you're listening to the One Star Recruits Podcast. You know, I say a lot of times I'm not a scientist, you know, and I see things coming, and then you're like, what do you do? He needs a challenge, and now he wants to, he usually wins with like first and second stringers. He probably wants to win with like third and fourth stringers. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Eddie George on One Star Recruits Podcast. These guys do it the best. Love you guys. This is Spencer Torkelson. You're listening to the One Star Recruits Podcast. Hey everybody, this was Dickie B on the One Star Recruits Podcast, and they've been awesome, baby. Yo, welcome back to One Star Recruits. It's the first episode of 2021. We're still coming at you via via Zoom podcasting, but we got Rip in the house. What up, Rip? What's up, man? Happy New Year. First one of 2021. Yeah, happy New Year. Happy COVID once again. Uh, I yearn for the days in the studio, but with that uh, downfall, we have the upside and we got guys like Andrew Rossi in the house. What up, Ross? What's going on? Welcome to the podcast, man. Is this your, is this your, is your first podcast experience or have you, have you, have you been on others? I am in the works uh, starting my own podcast. Oh yeah, and that's I'm right. Not, and okay, I'm we'll not, talk and about I'm... that, but, but you have it, but you're an avid listener of podcasts, but you haven't been on one before. Correct. Correct. Amazing that we have your first one. You're a very interesting cast. So like this is a, this is exciting news, man. Uh, Andrew Rossi is, a, is an executive with the Warriors. We've known each other for about a decade. I mentioned in the intro, you got three rings. Let's you, should we get it out? Should we talk about the elephant in the room right now oh. that you have three championship rings? I'd rather thank you for having me, Dana. And uh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Rip uh, met you tonight. And I feel like we're fast friends because if you're if you're a homie of Dana's, you're a good dude. We've known each other. Well, yeah, it's been uh, 10, 11 years now. Um, yep. And I'd rather talk about the bad times as, as, as much as the good. Like the fun times for me being in sports business and sales is my first season when we're, we got Keith Smart as the coach. You were there. And it was a yeah. fun team. We beat some good teams. We beat Durant and, and Westbrook when they were in OKC. We beat the Magic with Dwight. We had a nice little season. And, you know, you just live in the moment. And, uh, yeah, I've been, the there, been there 10 I- years you're exactly what right right rossi and i think back too and i also remember some great memories of uh really amazing you're a great eater i mentioned you're a great sandwich eater as well and that came from those days so uh one stars out there listening to this podcast um uh, i know things are tough and work's important and we got to hit our goals and do our thing to make that money um but man it was fun having an eating contest with you and dave cow round table pizza man those are good memories 24, 24 slices. Dave, Dave, Davey ate 26. The guy is an absolute legend. 
The best eater I've ever met in my life. Everyone refer back to episode one, Dave Cow, legendary yes. eater, legendary uh, athletics uh, employee, legendary athletics fan, legendary Warriors employee. It's, hey, um, Andrew, by the way, I know we just met. Are you a one-star recruit? I know you used to play some high school baseball. Would, yeah. would you get any looks? One-star recruit for sure. This fits the bill. It's, you're it's right at home, man. You're right you're, at home. This is appropriately named. Yeah, no. I Actually, it's funny. That was a joke I thought about, I think, in the shower today because those are where my best ideas come in the shower was <laughs> I'm going to make a joke about how I'm not a one-star. I'm a two-star, but you hit it on the head. I'm, I'm definitely a one-star, so it's great to be here. Fellow one-star. Where where'd you play? You played down in the, in, the, in the Bay Area? You played baseball, high school baseball? Yep. Grew up in uh, Los Altos, Mountain View, LAMV, as we're called in the sort of the sports youth based you know, yes. sports of the, of the bay area all right so i mean let's kick this thing off i mean steph is back steph is looking like steph you know and the warriors when he is steph are fun af to watch i mean baysmore is out there looking like scotty pippen the last couple of games again um i mean how about i mean what's your take rip before we talk to our resident gsw guy um are they back rip gsw's back now they're a real team i mean that was a quick turnaround uh they're definitely not back to where they were <laughs> i mean kelly Ubre and uh and my guy wiggins aren't aren't equivalent to clay and kevin but they uh you know they're i think they could sneak into the playoffs man i think they could get that seven or eight does Steph, have to, do, does Steph have to do that every night rip for them to be even in, in games no but you know who i think has to do more is uh your boy draymond he's well, he did. I think last night he really his presence was was really nice, and that, Rossi can speak into that a little bit more too. But you're right, still the heartbeat of the team, I believe. Rossi, you agree? Yeah, I I think you hit it on the head. Uh, Kirk Lakeup joined us in a meeting recently, and basically his his attitude is Draymond is you know the glue of this team, and and he's the attitude of this team, and he's you know he's got a little crazy in him, and that's a great thing because I have a little crazy in me. I know Dana, you have a little crazy in you, but when you're on the court, you're playing basketball. It's such a, it's such a passion thing. Like he just brings that energy that this team feeds off of. And he's so fun to watch when he's bringing the ball to the court, when he's running the offense, also great as a screener with Steph, the pick and the, the, their game has been, it's been fun to watch them obviously get comfortable during this season so far. And then Ubre, obviously not going to shoot whatever percentage he started out first couple of games. And, he, he's leveling out. Uh, so you got to be super excited. And by the way, Andrew Wiggins, I said this to my dad the other night. I know he probably gets a lot of, I just feel like he's not appreciated enough for how talented he is and how much this team is going to need him to sometimes uh, on a shot clock, Steph's, you know, he's getting, he's getting mugged and it's just not going to work. And you got to toss it to somebody. And Andrew's the kind of guy who can make plays on his own and, and with others. So I'm just really excited for him to develop with the Warrior system. I mean, you guys can keep being excited there. He looks like he's completely unconfident. He looks like he's scared out there defensive and offensively. Uh, he's a problem, man. I know we don't, we don't talk player personnel. Rip, I'll ask you. I'm not going to ask you, Ross. You don't have to answer. But, Rip, I think they can make a deal now and move some pieces and possibly get a heart in there, you know? He's a problem, but for short term, he might have enough juice to at least get these boys selling some tickets again and get people excited in Chase Center. What do you think about that, Rip? I like it. Who's your Who's your package that they're giving to Houston, man? Because I'm I'm never going to say a bad thing about Harden. He's the best player in Arizona State history. Uh, he, he's a problem for the defense. Who, who Who are you giving up for? <laughs> there it is. Hell yeah. I mean, you got that's the thing. Like Rossi said, you got to might have to include your heart in that deal with which is Draymond. So it's a tough it's a, it's a tough situation. I mean, I, I I think the Sixers are probably the place if I had to put my money on where 
where Harden ends up. I think Maury's there and it just makes a lot of sense, but we'll see, man. Let me, let me switch it over real fast to uh, Ron Chang. He was a guest host, Rossi on, uh, on, uh, on the pod a couple episodes ago. He's a season ticket holder. He kind of season felt like, ticket, hold on. Season ticket member. Season ticket member. Nice. Thank you, man. Yeah, clean up my... my we transitioned to Chase Center and the verbiage changed. I just want to be... It should be because Chase Center is an entire experience. I mean, it's a membership. It's a whole different thing. Beyond just personal, a, seat, personal seat license owner? Is that Yeah, he's that a PSL called? owner. He's got he's got two two seats, I believe. Anyway, he was just... He felt like he was a little bit in purgatory. So clean it up not only for our listeners um, in the Bay Area, but just listeners of NBA who want to go back to games. My buddy Clayton Moore in Utah uh, emailed me. He's like, hey, man, I want to see the Suns play the jazz and take my brother. And I didn't really have even an answer for him. So what's the answer right now to, to fans out there to, to get tickets for warrior games, <laughs> Warriors NBA in general. Well, I would say this um, related to everything that's going on with COVID-19, you know, it's, it's such a touch and go thing where we're, we're obviously it's science first and it's safety first. And the warriors, as you know, as you may know, I'm sure you do that. We're wanting to test every person that comes into a, an event at Chase Center. Read and it's, that. A, it's a rapid test. It's 99% effective. So when you think about that, it's, it can be a very safe experience. And so it just comes down to obviously capacity and local and, and state government and just making sure that everyone's aligned. And, and it's, it's, but, I, but as far as the future, because I can say future safely knowing that when it's safe to host fans and we've got fans in the building, it's going to be rocking again. Just like those days at Oracle, you, you can feel it, I think, with this team that it's going to be a fun season. I'm not going to say playoffs or no playoffs, like this, let the season play the play it out. But I'm, I'm excited. I'm confident that this team is a playoff team. And I think it's going to be a really fun year as this team just develops and grows together. There are a lot of guys are at different stages of their careers, and that's exciting, you know, for Steph and Draymond to really be the leaders as if they weren't already right when they were in their in their 20s leading the team but i'm just super excited so it's gonna be a fun season cheers this year totally. to really excellent basketball across the board college and 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 pros because it's back to the core of what it is hooping like we used to do at club one so much credit yeah like so much credit to all the players that are that are going through it and, and doing it and playing for basically like obviously their own joy and, and and love of the game and then we're all getting to enjoy it as well like while we're obviously trying to uh, trying to get everything back to as normal yeah. as, as we can. Uh, we're going to go over to a game that's been asked about um, actually multiple times on DM to be brought back. We haven't done it. I don't think since season one rip. So we're going to bring back a punter play. Uh, we're going to go ahead and ask you guys some punter play this time. I'm going to be the decider at the end of this. And I'm going to decide who gets $20 to uh, the Manscaped prize line to uh, gift a Manscaped product to one of their loved ones. So, all right, theme for punt and play is going to be 2021 trends. So uh, let's go ahead and hop right on into them. Rip, we'll start with you, man. Punt or play on pets. They got a major bounce during the pandemic. Lots of people went out and got a pet. Punt or play on pets. I'm playing on that, man, because we actually we have a dog, a great dog, and we we're looking for a second one over the summer. And man, oh, really? it was, it's like super competitive to get a dog right now. Because really? It's like almost a shortage. Yeah, yes. it's insane, man. So even, and, from, you know, the, the right even from the shelters. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's always certain breeds of dogs that are available. But uh, even now, man, it's tough to get a dog. So I'm playing on that. That's a real thing. And uh, it's good, though. It's good to see a lot of these yeah. pets go to good homes. What do you got, Rossi? Punt or... Uh, you got punter play on pets. 
Well, it's interesting that you call it pun and play, pun or play, because I'm punt only from the standpoint of myself and the fact mm. that I've never had a dog in my life. I do want to have a dog, just not right now at this stage as I'm getting married this, this summer. And I'd like to never having had a dog. I've had a, I, I don't want to get into it too much, but I did have a childhood experience with a dog that got me nine stitches across my forehead, but ah, just, just got to be careful with young kids. So I'd like to have a kid first and then have a dog. Is the a dog your future dog owner. So yeah, but I'm all in on, I'm all in. So punts the perfect word is my point because I'd like to punt, but I'd like to get the ball back later if that's possible. There you go. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. I'm with that. Okay. Number two, we'll stay with you, Rossi. Let's go with um, hard kombucha is showing its face. And there's lots of talk. I read on an article about it taking over the seltzer game uh, punt or, or, or play on hard kombucha play. I am all in play and play on. I like a big, I think at these big spherical ice cube makers and an, a giant yeah. ice cube with a, a kombucha over it. Nothing better. You're in the Bay Area, too. You've been sipping kombucha in the office since 2004. So I, I call it kombucha, by the way. My fiance Teresa, uh, cannot stand that I call it kombucha. She's like, it's kombucha. Kombucha. That's how it's spelled. That's how it's spelled, Rossi. Respect, it. Respect the name. I, I do. I, I know. It's like a, my southern twang is coming out there. How about you, Rip? I know you got all kinds of allergies, man. You plant or playing on, on hard kombucha, excuse me. Man, I can get into almost any drink, cider, whatever. But man, I, that's uh, I think that's the difference between the Bay Area and Long Beach down here. I'm I'm on on that stuff, man. I I tried some of that kombucha. It's just too uh, too fermented, too bubbly for me. I can't do it, man. I'm punting. It doesn't work stay, at all, stay man. In 2020. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll punt on that one. Uh, Rip, we'll stay with you, man. Okay, this one's kind of cool. Uh, my wifey brought this one to my attention. Uh. Sh- uh boards of food we'll call it you know for example what she showed me was a pancake charcuterie board Ooh. and i thought damn how come nobody thought of that nicely laid fluffy pancakes all the toppings on the side you know so 2021 punter play on on creative food boards rip i'm playing on that man it's it's hard to get creative with food but there's so many chefs out there nowadays you got to try different things i love it man that's a great idea because charcuterie in itself is amazing you start mixing in some different things like pancakes, you're onto something. Could be, a fun, could be a fun thing with the kids too if they're not eating. Get it more creative. What do you got, Rossi? You in? You're a foodie up there in, in, in SF. Play, play, play. All day. I want to play, Dan. I want to play. He's in on that one. Yeah, you're a good grubber, Rossi. Uh, Rip, we'll move it back to you. Hunter play on uh, the Phoenix Suns Valley jerseys. I love them, man. I love them. I mean, it, I was a little nervous at first because the uh, – uh, San Fernando Valley has always been known as the Valley, but everyone locally in Arizona knows Phoenix, the Phoenix area as the Valley. I'm in, man. I love the logo. I love the design. It's uh, something different too, which I think is important for, for, to attract the young kids. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Rossi, same question. Uh, I'm a play. I'm a play as well. And did Kelly Oubre help design those jerseys? That, yeah, I, he was like the, he was like the guy behind it all. He had his yeah. own line and everything. Yeah, he's, nice tie. He's, I actually got, he's, got he's got great fashion, by the way. I like his vibe. Kelly Uber. He has great fashion. We gave you guys a really he's, – he's a guy that will keep uh, the Warriors really swagged out. Uh, that was the biggest thing. I know he designed – when we first ripped, got those jerseys, we were sharing pictures of him in the desert with, like, a, a Ferrari or something. Just he's, – he's got a lot of style, bro, so enjoy that. Let's wrap it up. Um, just real, real, real quick, if I can, because I work for the uh, – I do work for the NBA. I just want to plug the PayPal – 
sponsor on the partnership on that jersey. It just looks clean. I'm a big PayPal guy. I use a lot of I use Venmo a lot. So shout out PayPal. Oh, yeah, oh Venmo a- is Venmo's PayPal. Yeah, of course yeah, they are. Correct. I didn't know that. Correct. The Valley. Yeah, no, there's another one, Rossi. You're a man of many connections. If anybody's looking to get in the podcast game up there in the Bay Area and want to uh, get involved in, a, in an awesome young podcast, man, send them our way. But um, that's a good one, Rip. We need to probably discuss favorite logos on jerseys in the future. Let's wrap up the uh, let's wrap up the game, boys. We'll wrap this one up. Rossi, Hunter play in general and be honest, bro, right now. Sure. Um, Always honest. Hunter play on podcasts. Are you, is it enough? Are you getting burnt out? Do you want more? Punter play on podcast. Play. Play on, uh, I saw on your, your guys' Twitter, I think you posted if people, do people want sort of a 38, 40 minute episode, oh, yeah. which is like hour 15, hour 20. Yeah. I, I will admit I'm more of a micro, like give me, give me 40, 45. And I think that's, I think you can get it in. Uh, and, and, but like, obviously you're releasing the same amount of time. Just think that time is, is good. Um, some, some are lengthy and I, I love Levitard show. I love one star recruits. Uh, but other than that, I I'm, I'm play on the ones I like, but I'm maybe I'm pun on just how many there are. And yeah, no, no, me too. But, no, but, but shout out to everyone trying to get the hustle. So like, obviously, yeah, it's very open to talk about and it's fair. And with me, I, I think about it, like how hard it is to get a app phone space on my home screens, like for that app to get on there. They have yeah. to get through a lot of objections and barriers to get there. I feel like a podcast is kind of like that too. That's why it's kind of a slow, consistent thing. Um, and thank you for our guest, Rip. Thank you for booking these great guests continuously. I think that's a great thing. Rip, I know you're playing because you're playing with it every day and you're killing it. You got a legend, man, a guy who, Joe Lenardi, who I didn't think would be um, as funny. And another guy, Rip, for the I Want to Have a Beer With Club. Yeah, and no bad beers either, as you'll see, man. Joe Lenardi is, is a Philadelphia guy, lived in California for a while, but really built himself up into the chief bracketologist for ESPN. And we'll hear a little of his story now. So let's get to that interview. Now joining the One Star Recruits podcast, we have a husband, a father of two, a Philadelphia icon, an author, and the go-to guy for everything March Madness, ESPN's chief bracketologist, Joe Lenardi. How you doing today, Joe? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. Welcome to One Star Recruits. And, and Joe, you know, when I think about what you do and how long you've been dealing in brackets, I can't help but wonder if it's hard for you not to think in brackets at all times in other areas of your life, like I think about choosing a beer or wine at the grocery store or, or picking up takeout. Where, thinking about where to order takeout in your lovely hometown of Philly. Do you, do you find yourself creating Final Fours in your head for those types of decisions? <laughs> yeah, you know, probably more so years ago than now. Uh, I, 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 I certainly think of brackets in some of my other hobbies like, I don't know, golf. Uh, when, when I try and get into, you know, a tournament and, and advance it, it, it's not easy being the 12th seed in the D flight, <laughs> you know, because that means I think I'm five spots away from being the worst golfer at the club. So, <laughs> you know, uh, yes, the short answer is I, I do think about brackets in other walks of life, not beer. Uh, I, I, I subscribe to really two rules and two rules only. 
One is life is too short to drink bad beer. So yes. that rules out all the number 16 seeds. <laughs> <laughs> and even ugly guys can have cute kids. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> y- you know, I think if, if you subscribe to those two rules, you're ahead of the game. Those are great rules. And I agree. I agree on both accounts. <laughs> uh, pretty accurate. Yeah, everyone knows about your accuracy picking the picking the NCAA tournament field. And I know you've correctly predicted every single team in advance of uh, Selection Sunday, at least a couple different years. But I, I, I'm a little interested in what happens after that. What's what's your accuracy like actually filling out the bracket and picking the champs? I mean, let's be honest, that's where some real money can be made there. Yeah. And of course, you know, in, in, in my line of work, uh, like Bushwood, there's no gambling at Bushwood and there's there, there, there's no gambling in my world. Now, does that mean I don't fill out a four amusement only bracket? Uh, of course, I participate in the family and neighborhood uh, contests. And I'm proud to report that occasionally I don't finish last. Uh, I have, you know, probably won more than my share. Uh, but like, this is not breaking news. Yeah. Like, it's, like the, the people that study this stuff never win these. Dogs. Never. That's what I wanted to say, Joe, the person who always wins in my office or in my cousin who lives in North Dakota, who never even, you know, who did the, who, who likes logos, who vote, who did her yeah, practice exactly. based on logos. Like, yeah. here you go. Well, I've been told by my daughters that it's sexist to say I've lost to my secretary. That's you know, true. That's true. But it, it's not inaccurate. Uh, <laughs> like I also once lost to a cocker spaniel. Uh, you know, because we this may he rest in peace. Uh, but in our household, we had a dog named Murray, and one year Murray went to the Sweet Sixteen. Murray stayed, and of course, our dog picked Murray. Uh, and he also picked. Wait for it. All the teams with dog nicknames. Mm-hmm. You know, Huskies, Bulldogs. And oh, I love, love that. I love that. Against all the cats. <laughs> right. So if like the Yukons and the Gonzagas have a good yeah. year and the Kentuckys and the Arizonas and the Villanovas don't, there's a chance that I'm going, you know, belly up to a cockapoo. <laughs> and uh, when there's no dog or cat in the game, wait for it. He picks the underdog. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> you know, that usually works out pretty well, too, in the tournament. <laughs> I think that, I think that could be some breaking news as to a new way to pick brackets for a lot of people going with the dog method versus the cat method. Genius, of course, it's, it's already been done. Twelve yeah. analytics stuff. We're, we just, we're going with real time uh, analysis here. That's real time stuff. We just had okay. Shane, we had Shane Battier on a couple of weeks. Big big data guy. Uh, Rip, you might need to text Shane this new theory on dogs versus cats. It might be <laughs> something to plug into the algorithm. You know, let's talk with Joe about. Uh, you know, we, lo- we love Indiana on this podcast. I was watching Indiana-Maryland last night. It's tough without fans, the whole, the whole thing there. But um, we get a little one-star bump from some of our guys who have been on. So we hope you enjoy the bump from being on our podcast. Uh, but the state of Indiana got a little bump with the news that the, the bubble's going to be moved to Indianapolis. Uh, great hoop city, as we know. Talk to the listeners a little bit about what you, what you know what's going down there. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, Indianapolis. Is it ready for it? And how pumped are you just to be back in some madness? Are we gonna Are we gonna catch you possibly in Indianapolis? I would imagine that I would not be in Indianapolis uh, as much as I would like to be. 
for a couple reasons. Like it, 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 it's counterintuitive, but once the tournament starts, I'm essentially done. <laughs> like when people say, what's the greatest thing about what I do? They, 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 they totally missed the point, which is come Thursday at noon. You like remember in the old days when we would, you know, eh, eh, I think I'm coming down with something uh, <laughs> like I can just be a fan. Most right. of the time. That's I didn't even think about that. Like, I'm You've done your work. Yeah. Right. Now yeah. that doesn't mean, you know, I'm still maybe, you know, writing some things for ESPN.com and right. whatnot, but the, the 24 seven on call nature of like January and February is over. <laughs> and that's, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, and you know, will I go to tournament sites sometimes as media and sometimes as a fan? Right. Yes. Well, will I go to the final four if I have a gig or two? Uh, yeah, but I mean, the, the, that's all going to be shut off this year. Right, I assume. Yeah, you're you're uh, a fabric of you're a fabric of the environment, Joe. We just it, it, it gets me excited thinking about a tournament in general. I want all the personalities. I want Dickie V. I want it back. And I know we can't know, have that. You know, you, you know, I'm I'm old enough. I think now to like appreciate the 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 fact that my opportunities in basketball have been an enormous blessing particularly for somebody who's five, five and can't go to his left. <laughs> but, but, you know, if, if the price of having this thing that we love is watching it from home for a year and literally having a bracket bunker that is a bunker, as opposed to like moving around from city to city, like, okay, you, you know, I'll, I'll be back on press Thank row you. next year, Lord willing. Yeah. And and it's certainly better than, you know, four thirty on the Thursday of Championship Week, getting a press release saying the tournament is canceled. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, I, I I I'm just, I think I'm a cup is half full person, so I certainly want to be that with regard to the tournament. So no, and and it's a shame because I love going to Indy. Uh, it, it they hosted well. Uh, the, the the it seems to be laid out right. The venue seems oh, to make sense. Transportation great. seems to make sense. Everybody can be safe. I know hoops is such a passion there. I, I know they're not going to get bodies in, but just to be in a supportive right. basketball state at this point in time, I think is important for the for the players and coaches. And and Indy, it's just the fact that they love basketball, right? From from growing up, um, I know you're associated, and I want to talk a little bit about St. Joe's. Um, anytime we have a guy like you on, we want to give, give some love to schools that for me, I think of Delonte West and I think of Jameer Nelson teams, um, a little bit more is where my memory kind of goes to. I think a lot mm -hmm. of people on the West coast in particular, um, go, go there, uh, talk to our listeners a little bit about St. Joe's, uh, where they're going now, uh, what we should be keeping our eyes open for and just, uh, share with our listeners what's going on with that program. It's my alma mater and, 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 and where I met my wife and, uh, wow. you know, kind of where, where I grew up and, and I'm still broke. Who made the first, who made the first move when you met your wife on campus? Was it, did you, was it you or was it her? Oh, I definitely wore her down. Yeah. No, it, was a, it was a wear down yeah. move. It was a, yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like 
Yeah, five five. Correct. You said five five can't go to your left. It's a, yeah. It's a I'm a lot better at bracketology. Let's let's leave it at that. <laughs> and like, you know, for St. Joe's now, they're they're just trying to get back on their feet. Right. Uh, y- you know, a hugely successful run under Phil Martelli, mm-hmm. uh, a, a dear friend and colleague. Uh, now in year two under Billy Lang, who, who who's got great, great energy and, and great vision. Uh, but but came into a situation where he didn't have many players. Uh, so, you know, 0 and 7 right. right now, but who's counting? So at this point, I would say uh, if, 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 if there's five guys in America who've passed their test today and they want to come play my Hawks and we can get a win, we'll take it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, St. Joe's will be back. Yeah, we'll be back. And, you know, you're, we have a lot of listeners in Los Angeles uh, and, and here in the Southwest, too. And it's a place where a lot of we're seeing a lot of hoopers. We're seeing Arizona State and what Bobby Hurley is doing. We're seeing the great players coming out of Los Angeles. I think um, the opportunity to play at some of these iconic schools on the East Coast, uh, we'd like to bring education to a little bit more. It's kind of like we talked about with Indiana. These are establishments um, that have been playing for a long time at high levels. Um, and it's and it's it's a great experience for life. We talk with a lot of people about diversifying your life if you can. So anybody listening, we got Joe here. Joe, they might tweet you if uh, they want more information on uh, on playing hoops in, uh, at, at St. Joe's. Let's combine our world with your world uh, very quickly here. Um, there's a ton of great podcasts out there. We're one stars. We're st- still growing. Maybe if we were a tournament team, we'd be a playing team possibly. But I love game theory, basketball Jones, mid-major madness. What's the uh, final four and national champ? Uh, most listeners, most listens on Joe Lenardi's uh, Spotify rap. What do you, what are you well, listening to now, brother? F- well, first of all, I, I think you're selling yourselves a little short. I think you're the 12 that beats the five. Oh, <laughs> well, nice. I'll I'll that. That's gotta be at least like a two or three star. Yeah. It's like a Wichita state. I'll take that. Yeah. So, so let's see what now you're assuming perhaps incorrectly that I know how to do that podcast thing. Uh, and, and, and I'm learning, you know, I have two grown daughters and they, they try to keep me hip on such things, but uh, I, I, I listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Cat oh, because yeah. he's a longtime friend and colleague. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, uh, Andy Slavitt, who, 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 who has great podcast on the pandemic. Um, even though that's not my ology, right? Uh, no, but that's also that's, it's the beautiful thing of podcasting. We talk a lot about just taking walks and moving your body, and a podcast is a great way to exercise and learn something as yeah, well. Exactly. So, you know, that's a great rec. Uh, I listened to Seth Davis uh, back in college basketball. Uh, I don't think he knows that. Uh, I, you know, I should breaking news. Break, breaking news. Breaking news, Seth. Now shout out from other, like, and any time, like the 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 analytics people or the rankings people are on, wherever. What you know, Ken Pomeroy. Um, uh, I I I did I did a March Madness three sixty five with with he and Andy Katz and. Uh, Kevin Palga from Michigan State, who, who's who's got his own ranking system. Like people think I'm the math whiz. I am not, <laughs> not, not. 
I can show you my checkbook register. Like it doesn't add up. Uh, but, but I, I, I know what I'm looking for in rankings and they're obviously very informative to what I do. And I, I, I certainly have my own, you know, kind of way of aggregating those metrics and, and turning them out in a way that, that is helpful for forecasting the field. Uh, but well, and I listened to golf podcasts in the summer. Well, that's what I was going to say too. If you, if you weren't a big uh, podcast, I said a lot of the golf stuff, especially right now, there's a lot because golf's such a mental thing. So now these yes. podcasts can really get into, because for me, that's probably my biggest thing. I'll step over my ball and my brain starts going nuts. So hearing from some of these guys uh, about the, well, I love it. What, when people say that golf is a mental thing, they're really, they're using the wrong definition. It's like playing golf makes you mental, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's addicting. And, and, you know, I look, I don't have like a lot of vices. I'm pretty boring. Uh, but I love golf. I just love everything about it. Cause it's completely the opposite of everything else I do all year long. Give us, uh, we'll, we'll move into our final segment, but give us your most interesting foursome that uh, Joe Lindari has ever been a part of. Gosh, it, it, it's more like like a like an all-star foursome of courses that I've been able to play. Oh, I Marion. like that. I like that too. I've, go ahead. I've with, played, let's go with that. I've played Marion. I've played Bethpage Black. Ooh. I broke 90 at each really? of them. It's a long course. Really long. I've played Oak Hill in Rochester Congressional. Beautiful. Uh, the Olympic Club, only nine holes. It's yeah, the Olympic Club, San Francisco. It's that's a uh, dream. That's congressional is great. That's uh, Vir Northern Virginia, yeah. Uh, Bethesda, Bethesda, Maryland. And and you know, little 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 favorite shout out to to where we go on vacation down the Jersey Shore. Great jam, Atlantic City Country Club, where wow. where they invented the term birdie. No way. Wow. And the last hole I played this season, which was on November 10th, the day college basketball was supposed to start, number 18, half in the dark, I made a birdie. So I am not touching a club <laughs> until April because why yeah. screw that up? Don't, yeah, don't touch it, your club. It. Maybe Ripple name his next kid birdie. That's amazing. <laughs> no, I love, uh, I love going from your, your best golf courses there. It kind of segues perfectly into our last segment here. Is we end every episode with a quick hitter segment where I ask you a series of questions based around a specific theme and – you just kind of give me what comes to mind first. And uh, for this one, I want to center around the questions around the word best, like best case scenarios, best things you've seen, et cetera. Does that work for you? Sure. Okay. Uh, okay. As it sounds like it might require, might require <laughs> thinking on my feet. Yeah, it exactly. Might. Let's it see might. what you got. Uh, as we mentioned, we're Pac-12 guys. Arizona State's our hometown school here. Uh, give me 30 seconds on the best the Sun Devils can do to make the tourney under Bobby Hurley this year because they keep getting their games canceled, and, and right now they're behind the eight ball. Yeah. yeah, it's really hard to get a handle on them. Obviously, they had their probably their highest preseason ranking in, in forever, certainly their highest preseason ranking under Bobby. They have a great player in Remy Martin who needs to be Remy Martin for them to get in the top third of the Pac-12, which is what it will probably take to get a bit. I still – I would buy stock – right now in uh you know forks up you know, forks up there we go yeah. all right love let's it go devils you mentioned a little earlier you had uh some let's call them some hecklers in indiana la uh, last year <laughs> what, 
<laughs> uh, head coach Archie Miller once compared you in, in March, I think last year, of watching you on TV to watching a character on Sesame Street. Yeah. Now, I highly disagree with that because I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, <laughs> and, and that'd be the highest compliment to me. So this is as far as compliments or criticism go, is that the best you've heard? Or what's been the best you've heard about what you do? Well, it, it's not the best because he had the wrong character. I'm the cookie monster, not the grouch. Anybody who knows me knows that I love cookies and I'm, I'd like to think I'm not very grouchy. So, you know, sorry, Archie, you blew it. You missed the mark. Yeah. And Rip, you might, Rip, you kind of have a little bit of an Elmo thing going too, if you want me to yeah. give you one too. I'll take it. Maybe Bert, you know, hey, Bert. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little Bert. That's better. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like you said, ugly guys can make cute kids. So, <laughs> uh, thank God. <laughs> All right, now it's uh, January 5th, January 6th. Here, drop some wisdom for our listeners. What has been your best New Year's resolution this year or any year? Mm. Any year. Uh, One that maybe you've stuck with and, and followed through with. Less well, the, the, there, was a, there was a year I, I decided not to read any comments section. Wow. Uh, that we're about you, you know kind of people who might quarrel with my viewpoints on certain World. basketball teams and i don't want to make fun of any fan base or in particular that anybody's been unfair to me or uh you know called me names or used bad words <laughs> kentucky i mean i didn't say that <laughs> so you know yeah they're they're scuffling a bit. So my New Year's resolution is maybe to start reading Kentucky comments again. Nice. Good one. I mean, I know I know a lot of Florida Gator fans are liking your comments uh, this week. And uh, you have a lot of positive stuff going right now, brother. So it's a good time to hop back in. There you go. Yeah. All right. We have lots of listeners around the world in, in the middle of this pandemic, spending lots of time at home with family members, significant others. You've been married a long time, Joe. Uh, what's your best advice to the world out there about kind of just appreciating what you have? Mm, good question. Well, I like to tell people not only that I've been married for 35 years, but 35 years in a row. <laughs> and, you know, not a lot of people can say that. <laughs> And uh, I think it's the best advice I can give uh, is to just agree. Mm. If only because it saves time. Yeah. You're that going mean, to lose that doesn't mean anyway. That doesn't mean completely giving in and, 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 and not having a backbone, but. Uh, no, the, correct. The, the, and, the, the act. I think it's very important. Uh, that was great marriage advice. That the act of agreement. That, that's that's uh, funny coming from a guy who who gets so so many arguments started with your bracket selections. <laughs> Just agree. <laughs> well, I, I had a buddy who used to say, <clears throat> uh, "You can be happy, or you can be right. You can't be both." There it is. There it is. There it is. All right, last one. Uh, I mentioned off the top of the show that you're an author. You have an upcoming book called Bracketology, March Madness, College Basketball, and the Creation of a National Obsession. Uh, it's available for pre-order now with, a, I think, a release date in early March. What's the best 30-second pitch you can give our listeners on why they should read your book? Oh, that's an easy one. Because I'm living proof that you don't have to be able to read a book to actually write a book. Wow, breaking news. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. And all kidding aside, a lot of people don't know, long before all of this, 
and more in my real job in public relations and marketing, uh, like I'm kind of trained as a writer. Mm. And at least the people that have read, you know, the manuscript, uh, I, I was hesitant to do this because as, as much as I'm in the spotlight, like in the off season, I kind of like not being in the spotlight, but the pandemic was a perfect time to work on this. People have been after me for years to tell the story. And th- this is not what you would call heavy reading. Like it's, it's, it's just behind the scenes stuff, hopefully in a lighthearted self-deprecating way, because I believe that you can take your work seriously without taking yourself seriously. And that was kind of how we approached the book. I love it. And hopefully people can tell from this interview that you have a great sense of humor and I'm sure that comes across in the book. So we're definitely going to check it out and push that out to our listeners. Well, I appreciate that fellas and good luck with what you're doing. Thanks Joe. And, and updated brackets every Tuesday and Friday until March. Is that right? People can check them out on ESPN. Yeah, and then once, once we get to March, we update them as every conference tournament ends. It, it was so nice of Al Core to invent the internet so we could do these real time updates. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's yeah. that sense of humor, guys. There it is. Guys. Hey, shout on, out Joe. to Al Gore. It. Shout out to Joe Lenardi. Shout out to St. Joe's, St. Joe's Hoops. Uh, check them out. Uh, Joe, we really appreciate you having on. Thank, Thank you Joe, so much, brother. We appreciate it. it. Thank you, sir. All right, there it is. With that, Joe Lenardi rip gave us a gave us a 12 seed, man. You take that. Oh, 12-5, upset every day, man. I love it. We're one-stars. We'll take a 12 for sure. We, yeah, what was it? Uh, Wisconsin-Milwaukee or uh, George Mason? Yeah, let's do it. 12s <laughs> are it dangerous. Is. There it dangerous. is. Yeah, those are the dangerous games. Look, here's the truth of the matter, too. I, I just want to bring this up because it's a hot topic. We're going to try to keep some topical stuff, too, going. But um, off pre-pod with Joe, I asked him because he's from Philadelphia. I said, what do you think of the Philadelphia situation? You know, being, a, being in Philadelphia – and he, like everybody else, wanted to vomit, um, too, and was just disappointed and embarrassed, it sounded like. Rip, um, what, how are you guys feeling about that Eagle situation? Does it feel just yucky to you guys, too, like every fan out there? Yeah, I know uh, Doug Peterson's been taking a lot of heat this week, man. I, I wonder, I mean, shit, he won a Super Bowl, right? But shit, does he survive that? It, it, it'll blow over, man, once the playoffs start, probably. Yeah. But, um, that, it, that, it will that, blow over. It just doesn't feel good. It seems really off-brand. What do you think, Rossi? I think that it was it must have been an organizational decision. So it goes above Doug Peterson. So the, that's the only thing I can think for why it would you be have done. a better draft pick. It, it's only being done because someone, and I don't want to say above, but let's be honest. I mean, these, these structures have. Yeah, it was rip, somebody. Rip. Somebody was instructed him to do that because it doesn't make any sense for a football coach to do that. No, that's what I'm saying. And it, Rip, it, to answer your question, it's a difference between I think the fifth pick and the tenth pick, I believe. And Rossi's right. There could be something. Doug Peterson's fine. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. He'll be back next season. Well, he'll be fine. But there's something to be said about that, too, about, you know, uh, the Giants and the Eagles and the Redskins, too, and where decisions are coming from. I'm all for, you know, making good business decisions. But I I wanted Jalen Hurst would have probably won that game. And I think that's what we should see when guys are putting their, their, you know, really their health on the line. So um, interesting take. Uh, I'm glad we hit on it. Rossi, you're on the other side of the country. You're our resident. You're the first time on the podcast that we've had a San Francisco actual resident on the podcast. Um, you're our insider. And and give us an actually, I mean, what I'm getting and what the nation's getting is is human poop, is homelessness, is really high crime, restaurants closing left and right. 
yeah. people going to Miami. Um, what's happening, man? Is that what, what's the, what's the truth? What's the insider to what's happening to, to the city that I love? Yeah. Uh, speaking for myself and I think a, a lot of people that live here, it's, it's obviously been not a normal nine, nine, 10 months now, right? Since Rudy Gobert, everyone knows. I feel like the night that Rudy Gobert got COVID was the night <laughs> that the entire country all of a sudden cared. Blame Rudy. Extremely interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone's been hunkered down. We, we moved to the inner Richmond. So we moved, I call it a 10 minute drive from Laurel Heights, which is up near the Presidio um, to get a little more space. And the, the market for renters was probably a little advantageous, shall we say? Yeah, so it was, yeah, good so for we, you. We're, ha- we're happy. And, and how about the restaurants poo? are closing, how about, how but I think, I think there was the some poo? flexibility. Is there poo on the streets? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I would always advise walking. We're looking when you're walking, where you're walking. Political answer. But so that means that there is, if you're advising to look for poo when you're walking. The places that I try to, I go do not have poo, but I have come across poo. Like going from, I, I think I was running one time from Queens, uh, Grace Cathedral uh, down to uh, City Hall for uh, an NAACP yeah. event uh, that happened during the George Floyd uh times shall we say and uh there was a lot of there was a decent amount of pool on that that run that i made for sure um so certain you areas thinking? you know the tenderloin as you know the the, the, the there's areas like that, that yeah are, that like it, little, like any city there's area, there's areas that get le- less attention than others how about just yeah. like your friends moving away are people leaving i read about a lot of people going to miami um are you seeing that even in your circle people are are, are opting to get to sacramento or up to yeah. oregon for, for a better see? house i've got a i've got a a buddy and a couple that moved to uh, Grass Valley. I have a buddy, mm-hmm. some people, a lot of people have moved to the East Bay. Uh, I think there's a lot of attractive places, uh, Rockridge. Uh, gosh. Still expensive got, out there, Arinda, but yeah, very, very nice. Hey, in hey you can find places. I mean, who knows? Uh, Arinda, Alamo, there's, there's, there's areas that people, you know, want to get, want to settle down. But yeah, I've seen people, people have definitely been moving because um, it is a, it is an expensive market. I'll tell you uh, that one day where I think it was October where it was like orange it was pretty freaky. Oh yeah. That was a wild day. Right around that time we had Greg Papa on the podcast too. And he was down too on San Francisco at that moment. He believes that it's going to come back. He thinks that some changes like a lot of people need to be made. Sure. Sure. Um, I'm happy that Chase Center went up. I think once I'm a believer that the 1920s and I'm, I'm hoping that the 1920s, the 1920s, oh, the roaring, tw- the roaring, the roaring 20s, 20s yes. will come back and things like yes. sports, entertainment, hospitality will yep. be um, one of the first things that people flow back to. So totally. We're, totally we're hoping rude. good things for San Francisco. Rip, I know you're a big San Francisco fan, man. We're, we're, you know, thumbs up on moving things forward with SF, bro. Any thoughts? Any thoughts on San Francisco? I'd like to see beta breakers come back and relive that, uh, that experience that yeah, talk great. about human poo, man. You, you get everything there. That's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I love San Francisco, man. Great food, great people. That's going to come back, bro. That's great. It'll, be back. Yeah, it'll come back. It'll come back. Look, the, one of the companies that I am, uh, uh, like is Coinbase, um, this week in, in let's do our tech corner, Rick. We'll do our investment corner actually for this particular episode. Uh, one of our, this week, an NFL uh, offensive lineman, uh, Russell Okung, got paid in Bitcoin, half of his salary in Bitcoin. Um, what do you guys thought, man? Are you guys in Bitcoin, Rossi? Is it something that you're, uh, you're active in in the Bay Area? Yeah, I, I am super late adopter. Uh, so I'm kicking myself every day that passes as I learn more about it. But 
Uh, I just got in about a month ago. Um, I, when I saw, is it Jim Cramer? When I saw Jim Cramer saying you needed to add crypto to your portfolio, I said, okay, it's time. When I saw all the big uh, financial institutions getting involved, I kind of thought, all right, it's time. And at that time it was at 19, I guess it's over 30 now, which is just crazy. It's a long play for me. Uh, and I don't have a lot in, you know, and learning, learning to be okay with having like, what, uh, a third of a coin. Uh, yeah. You know, it, well, there's something about it that feels a little, but I saw that Chamath, I saw that Chamath, uh, or shout out Chamath has enough that if it gets to a certain level, he can buy the Hamptons. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that he actually has a great podcast, the All In Podcast. If people want to hear billionaires discuss current events, it's one of my favorite podcasts. But the thing with Bitcoin for me, it's really, I'm in. Rip, I want to know if you're in because I know you're a man of value. I think it's probably out out of your now. I'm in too, and, and I'm also of the belief that currency is a belief system. We used to trade spices and gold coins, and it's a it's a belief system. It's not an actual thing. So I think you know, it's I see the I see all the positives. Um, and I want to get more involved. I'm going to learn. It's one of my goals to learn more about it in the coming. Is that your resolution for 2021? I, I was telling Rip, I don't really do resolutions, but it's definitely on my list to learn more about it um, before I, I start making any type of investments. Um, sure. But luckily, my sister talked me in in 2014 to getting a Coinbase account and getting a little bit. So I got a little bit of skin in the game and I get to at least watch it. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, Rip, what do you think, man? You getting a little Bitcoin 2021? I don't have any, but I'm cool with how it is now. Like, I still, I just got my kid a piggy bank. So if Bitcoin <laughs> takes over, I'm not going to be able to use that. But I, I like, uh, I like, you know, some, some coins and some cash, some card and a little Bitcoin. So I, I like options, man. I like options. That's Good man. We, we, we've, we heard rumblings in the same article that this company Coindesk uh, has some unnamed Brooklyn Nets and some New York Yankees also opting for this particular way of payment. So keep your eyes on it. We'll touch on it in the podcast. Um, we'll put a little bit of info in the show notes. Let's go to uh, Rex of the Week, boys. Uh, Rossi, we do Rex of the Week. It's a great segment to wrap every episode where we just I'm try excited. to value to listeners' lives. Um, we'll go ahead and start with you, Rip. What do you got, man? What's your rec? Yeah, mine is a, kind of an old man recommendation of the week, but um, I had a little high cholesterol, so I went on some medication. It's called Rosuva Statin. It's a, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but supposed to cut your cholesterol down, uh, you know, in the combination with a healthy diet and been on it three months and my cholesterol got cut in half, which is kind of scary. So I'm like super on the super healthy ranges right now. But if uh, you have any worries about high cholesterol, man, that stuff is there's no doubt it works. Um, we'll see it's where over the counter? it's over the counter. No, it's prescription stuff. It's prescription stuff. But if you if you have high cholesterol, man, talk to your doctor. You got to get those blood tests every year. I need to know if I have high. Rossi, do you even know if you have high cholesterol? I, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know anything. I I, the, I think I'm okay. I, I think I'm I think I'm good. Every the times I go to Kaiser, uh, shout out Kaiser, love always been Kaiser, born Kaiser. They tell me I'm fine, so I take their word for it. Just get those blood tests every year, man. I should. I'm, I, I know. I'm 170 yeah. pounds and and pretty healthy diet, yeah. but a lot of it's genetic, man. So you can't do anything sure. about it. It's a get big problem. Tests. It's a big problem with males. We don't go to the doctor, and especially when you have those bennies, like shame on us. So. All right, Rip. Say it one more time. Rizobita fan. What was it? <laughs> it's called. If I'm pronouncing it right, it's uh, Rosuva Staten. R O S U V A S T A T I N. It sounds like a small forward from Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> Rossi, what's your record of the week, man? I, I don't know how to follow that. Like, yeah, I, 
Rip, but, always, Rip always has some good stuff. He's a niche, really niche, niche, Nick, like Nick Rex. I like it. I like it. it. It sounds like, yeah, I can't wait to just continue to age. It's going to be fun. <laughs> um, but so I, I'll give, what do you guys, what do you guys want? Do you guys want like silly or do you want like serious? Like what? This is what, the, this is what the listeners want. What's in your heart and soul that you need to share with the world, Rossi? This is, this is what's inside of you, brother. Okay. Well, here we go. I, I wrote down two. So one is I have a, an old Koosh uh, door mini basketball hoop. So, you know, they probably have Nerf, Nerf brand or, or whatever brand is at wherever. Uh, most of us are working from home right now. For me, it's just the perfect way to take a quick break, uh, get some shots up. You know, as Danny, Danny McBride said in Pineapple Express, just trying to get my MF in scholarship. So, yeah. Uh, and then the other one would be uh, I went snowboarding uh, between Christmas and New Year's. Ideal outdoor activity to get into right now with covid you, know, you get out, get out to Tahoe, get out to Mammoth, get out to Bear Mountain, get out to wherever your your ski slope is, and you're obviously wearing a mask. Which actually, you think about it, it's 35 degrees, pretty nice. And the chairlifts are family and groups only. It's a social distance activity. Like if you're not being socially distanced, then you're not doing it right. Like there's a kid you're about to knock over, you know. So you need to slow down. But uh, yeah, it was fun. We had a, we had a good time. So it looks like it might be a good season for for the snow the slopes. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. There it is. Yeah. Socially distance, be active. Um, I want to go skiing. I messed up. It was on my goal list and I just never got to it. So, I mean, I, I might need the podcast yeah. to hold me accountable in the coming months, maybe to a ski trip. So, and then, and then the life hack for us, we went up to Tahoe and we decided 11 AM that day, let's drive up. We got a, I got a room at the South Lake motel six classy, beautiful establishment, $81 on hotel tonight. Uh, and then we're up and we're at the slopes at 9 a.m. when it opens. So we got a full day until like 3.34. And oh, jet home. So you, you, jet you, home. Were, you were in and out for less than 100 bucks at the hotel. Yeah. And then, uh, well, it, it adds up because we went to Sports Basement and, you know, you get some they got a great deal on rentals. But it's like 80 bucks for me to get a board and her to get her skis and boots and all that. And then not bad. Rossi, the whole, the whole deal. Rossi it's, fun. it's fun. Though. Here's what you need to do, Rossi. I read that they're going to be hosting nhl games in tahoe at the edgewood resort i, I believe did see that and no sharks what, what is that that's a little bit crazy but that resort is beautiful man you should you should it take is. your lady up there and go check that out that sounds like something if i was in the bay area um i would want to see nice that's man we'll put that you got me feeling the vibes on the winter stuff now we, we're, we're we're feeling it on those wrecks thank you rossi i'm gonna wrap us up with um I've been listening to a lot of podcasts i the listeners know that i like to take walks in particular with my dogs and listen to the podcast and every now and then you need a little bit of music and it's hard to discover podcasts. Thank you to our listeners for, for, for listening to us. It's hard to discover new music, but my boy, uh, Aaron Lamelli puts together these monthly playlists and they're perfect for me. They're eclectic. He hits some jazz. He hits some hip hop. He hits some house. Um, it's, it's just, it's there and it's technology. So Spotify, I'm going to spell his name out. So everybody jot this down that they're sitting at their desk right now. It's, uh, Aaron Lamelli. It's A A R O N L O M E L I, and he does these little bite-sized playlists. So grab that, relax, take a deep breath. We appreciate everybody. Rip. It's a new year. We've got NBA guests and interviewed lined up um, for the next couple runs. Man, I'm pumped. We got some heaters coming, man. 2021, bringing it uh, just like 2020, but we got some heaters coming. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Rossi, where can our listeners, if they want Warriors tickets, where, they can, where can they find you? 
arossi at warriors.com. Just email me and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, super excited to be on the podcast. I appreciate it, guys. This is a blast. Yeah, and, as I, and, as I, and I think you asked me earlier, I am definitely a one-star recruit. So <laughs> I fit, hopefully I fit, fit in uh, square. Man, you are a lovely co-host. And thanks for the insight on San Francisco. Uh, thanks for everything that you do at Chase Center. And uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to uh, seeing you guys in person up there. Maybe we'll do a beta breakers. Who knows? Everybody have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week. 